JT DeBull here with you today for the True Driven Podcast, the podcast for the few, the true, the driven, those special people we call the True Driven. And I say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you might be tuning in from. Thanks for joining us here for the True Driven Podcast. As always, a privilege and an honor to be coming at you. And I definitely appreciate the support. Thank you very much for those of you who have been spreading the word about True Driven. Uh, sharing the podcast can't help, uh, can't tell you enough how much that that means the world to me. Subscribe here either on YouTube or Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. There's uh, links down below uh, if you're watching this on YouTube at least. And uh, certainly, uh, you know, go ahead and find us either on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Subscribe, share. You get the idea. Sharing is caring, as they say. So much appreciate you guys. All right, so we're gonna jump into this today because this is a topic. A hot topic has been coming up quite a bit. It comes up quite a bit for uh, true-driven entrepreneurs, true-driven leaders. Uh, it's something that comes up, and in, in, it's kind of interesting because when we start talking about this topic, it pushes a lot of hot buttons. And the hot buttons that it typically pushes is first and foremost, we start you know, kind of thinking about all the things we could have done differently. We'll talk more specifically about that in a second, but the topic for today is is literally what I say is three ways, three ways to break out of a slump. Now, I know I just held up my number four. The reason I did four is because there are actually four things, but I'm going to give the last one sort of as a master step. So what I want to talk about today, though, is let's first and foremost kind of break down what we're talking about. I'm not necessarily saying that a slump and a rut are two completely different things, but in my mind and for purposes of today's conversation, they are, okay? Because a lot of times when we talk about being in a slump, it's where you're doing things. You're kind of in the flow. You're doing, you know, you're going through the motions of, of accomplishing your mission, uh, you know, getting after your big things in life, but you're kind of lost that love and feeling, if you will, and you start to drop off in your performance. You almost stop caring. A rut is where you're just flat out stuck. You're just like completely not moving forward. What I'm going to talk about today can serve both of those purposes, but I just want to be clear. What we're talking about specifically today is the slump. So we're talking about a drop in performance. We're talking about maybe, you know, on one side, you were over here smashing it. You were getting great results, business, life, fitness, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden you kind of fell asleep at the wheel. This ever happened to you? It happens to quite a few people. The reason I'm sharing this with you today is because it's very dangerous for true drivens to fall into a situation where they think they've lost their drive. Now, maybe you have. It's totally, listen, it's totally possible that you've lost your drive, but typically speaking, just because you're not hitting on all 12 cylinders every single day, 24-7, 365, doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. Now, if you guys listen to that first episode I put, I put out about a week ago, I was talking about uh, my disdain for the hustle culture, right? Your hustle your face off attitude, this philosophy that you've always got to be doing. You've always got to be doing more. You've got to be pushing harder than the guy next to you or the woman next to you. And my point to that is that's total and utter bullshit. 
that doesn't actually define you as a true driven. It defines you as somebody who is maniacal in your approach to whatever you're doing. And frankly, I have found in my years of experience working with people that it's it's something that is not sustainable. So I want to be perfectly clear. You will find yourself at some point, one way or another, you will find yourself in a slump. You're just going to, it's going to happen where your performance, your results aren't there. And you're thinking to yourself, dude, what happened? There must be something wrong with me. A lot of times what happens is you've been performing at a pretty high level for a period of time. Maybe you've been pushing in the gym, getting good results, hitting your PRs, right? And then all of a sudden, you're not even be able to hit your baseline that you started from at the beginning of the month or the beginning of the quarter or whatever you, whenever you started measuring it. It doesn't mean, by the way, when we talk about being in a slump that you have dropped from the peak, your, your top level of performance all the way down into the basement. That doesn't necessarily have to be the case either. But let me be completely clear on this. You will eventually at some point hit a slump. If you're in business, your business is going to hit a, is going to hit a soft spot. You can't just keep going up. It is, there's no business in the history of the world. In fact, it's not healthy for a business to have nothing but upward trajectory. Over time, the trend is going to be where you, you're down here and then you are up here, like over a project, projected, protracted period of time. But you're going to have those kind of peaks and valleys. Every single trend does. Every single market that's ever been measured, whether it be the real estate market, the stock market, the uh, gold market, uh, precious metals, Bitcoin, everything has peaks and valleys. But here's the crazy thing. I can say that to people. I can say that to entrepreneurs. And they're like, yeah, man, I hear you. But they're not really listening because they'll say, but here's the deal. And they'll start to rationalize how their slump is somehow not practical. How it's, you know, how could I be in a slump because I'm doing this? I invested in this program. Uh, I put all this stuff into our ad budget. I'm putting forth the effort. How come I'm not fill in the blank? I hear this all the time on a damn near daily basis from entrepreneurs. Hyper-driven people, people, and I'm talking about the people who are truly driven, true driven, are susceptible to a slump just like anybody else. Any high performer in business or life is eventually going to get to a place where their performance dips. The most important thing you can do in any given part of your journey in life, whether it's business or otherwise, but especially for my entrepreneurs out there, is to be very, very in tune with and present to your your performance, your trajectory, you, you track your metrics, you know, you're tracking, uh, the, the income and, and the revenue of your business. You're tracking your customers, you're tracking your leads, you're tracking your conversion, you're tracking all those things that goes without saying, like everybody understands that, but it's true in your life. You could be tracking what you put into your body, what you put out in the gym, tracking, uh, how much time you put into your relationships, what you're getting from those relationships. Is it actually serving you or is it a bottomless pit that you're just pouring, pouring, pouring into and getting nothing back? If you're not tracking, you're not growing. It's not, it's, it's like the most difficult, damn near impossible thing in the world to do to be able to grow something if you're not tracking it. So you can see these trends like I was talking about with any market, whether it's, you know, precious metal, real estate, doesn't matter. 
you can see those trends up and down. Look, if you're in one of these things where let's say that you've invested in real estate or Bitcoin and you bought here and then it went to here and then it dropped here. You can't say in that little drop, oh my God, the sky is falling. A lot of people do. They're so freaking irrational. And we'll talk about that in a second where they think this sucks. I suck as an investor. I suck as an entrepreneur. Nothing's working. It's very easy to take the throw the baby out with the bathwater approach when we're in a downward trend. Nobody likes to be in a downward trend. Nobody likes to actually even admit it. Half the time, people won't even look. (laughs) They don't want to see the reality. They don't want to see that they're in a downward trend. They don't want to see that they're in a slump. But here's the reality. If you find yourself in a slump, it does not mean that you are a low performer. It doesn't necessarily mean that you've lost your mojo. It doesn't mean that you are all of a sudden damaged. What it likely means, more accurately, this is a warning sign that what you're doing is not working right now. Well, GJT, that seems inherently obvious. It seems inherently obvious, except what are you doing about it? Are you beating yourself up? Are you going into a place of self-judgment, self, uh, you know, self-defeat, self-deprecation where you're beating the crap out of yourself because all of a sudden you're experiencing this downtrend in your performance? That's the challenge. And it's funny to me how I can point out the obvious to people and they're like, yeah, that, I mean, I get it. It makes sense. But, and then the excuses come. The rationalization. Here's where I'm different than the rest of the world, the rest of the human population, and the rest of everybody in the history of the human race. I got news for you. If you're a true driven, you're going to hit a slump at some point. The question is, what will you do with it? Here's the thing about a slump is it's going to happen if it hasn't happened already. If you're in one right now, then this is probably going to be the best timing ever. And I want you to know something that the slump that you're in now is actually going to help you prevent the slump that will follow because you're going to be in another one at some point if you know what to do. The first thing you've got to understand about digging out of a slump is number one, what got you there. You can take a look and say to yourself, okay, well, listen, we've been doing this. We've been following this system for a very long time. This works. Fair enough. Hey, maybe maybe you've got something there. Maybe your system that you have in place has been working for a long time. But there's a point where thing other things change outside of the system, the environment, the industry, the market, the economy, all these different things that are outside of your control that a lot of times people obsess over and piss and moan about. They worry about the, the all the shit that's outside of their control as opposed to what's inside your their control. But that's not you. You've got this system in place. You've been working the system, but then the outside forces that are part of how that system performs impact the overall result that you're getting. So there's only so much you can control. So if if your results are starting to drop, number one, you got to ask yourself, okay, is the system really working under the current environment? So maybe you've got an amazing sales script, but things are a little bit different in the marketplace. Okay, great. It doesn't mean that you are wrong. 
it means you need to stop and assess. You need to evaluate. We talked about this in episode one. I talked about one of the key components, one of the key characteristics of a true driven is the ability to evaluate, to be able to logically step aside, put the emotions aside and ask those questions. What are my best practices that have helped me get where I'm going? What's been the thing that's worked to this point? Next question is, what is not helping me move forward? What's not effective here? What's not working? From there, we can calculate and start thinking about how to make a pivot. Because that's the big question. What's the pivot? And if you're in a slump, that's got to be one of the first and foremost answers that you find you, that you want to strive to get an answer to is, what's the pivot? What do I need to do differently in order to get out of the slump to either get myself back on par or surpass that. Now, let me be clear here. This is the, listen, what I'm about to tell you is one of the biggest mistakes people make, including me. I've done this too. You go into a little bit of a, 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 a slump. I was going to say a spin, but not a spin. That's completely different condition. You go into a slump where things aren't working. You're just not, you're not hitting your mark. You're not, you're not hitting your targets. You're not getting the results you want. You were for a while, or at least you were hit, you're, you're striving toward that if you didn't get them already. But let's say this, like you've got a certain standard of performance that you're accustomed to, that your customer base, your clients, the people that you work with, your team, they're used to you as a leader arriving and showing up and hitting that standard. And now you're not. You could do one of a several things. One, you could bitch and complain. Two, you could pass blame. Three, you could make excuses or four, you could pull back and go, hey, this isn't working. Even though it was working perfectly and then all of a sudden it's not. Going into self-judgment, going into self-defeat, beating the shit out of yourself does absolutely nothing. And for a lot of people, that's a habit pattern that's been instilled in them since early in life. Maybe you had a parent that used to beat you up. So you beat yourself up in order to beat them to the punch. Or they would be critical of you and it was impacted, like it impacted you in a way where you're like, ooh, man, I don't like that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to beat myself up at a higher level to therefore take their moment. (laughs) Take their moment in the sun from giving me any kind of feedback. See, these are very dangerous, unhealthy behaviors that can actually create high performance. You can actually create high performance out of a negative and ineffective behavior, but only for a short period of time. It's kind of like steroids. If you follow sports, athletes who use steroids, there's a window of time where their performance increases dramatically. And then they continue to use the steroid. And then all of a sudden, one day, their body starts to fall apart. Bad things start to happen. And if they keep going down that path, ultimately they're going to die. So you can use a negative or ineffective behavior, like beating the living shit out of yourself verbally, mentally, doing all kinds of terrible things, for a period of time and probably get decent performance out of it, but there will come a time where the end of that runway will come to a slamming, screeching halt and you will be done. It will not work for you anymore. And at some point, you're going to have to learn the alternative, which is the self-appreciation, self-respect, self-honor, self-love. If you're in a slump, 
that is the worst time to be beating yourself up. The most important thing you can do in that moment is to stop and do that self-evaluation. What's been the best practices that have worked to this point? And if everything that was working to that point isn't working now, that is okay. It doesn't mean we throw the baby out with the bathwater. It doesn't mean you get rid of your systems. It means that you have to ask yourself, what about the environment change? What about the, what about the marketplace? What about the, the rest of the world around me that changed that I can now learn from and see this as an opportunity to improve the way I've done things in the past? Because what got us here isn't going to get us there. And the belief system that it will is, a, is you being stuck in certainty, which is absolute death. Certainty is cyanide. It will kill you slowly, painfully. So you got to get to a place where you have the curiosity and start getting into that problem solving. Remember when we were kids? I don't know if you ever did this. I used to play with Legos. I was a huge, I had a freaking collection of Legos that was, you know, if I poured them out outside, it was like basically inside a pillowcase. That's where I kept them. I could pour them out on the, on the floor and they would literally cover about a third or a quarter of my bedroom floor. And I would just sit up there, listen to music and create stuff, little, little, you know, worlds and buildings and all kinds of stuff. I'd lose myself for hours. Sometimes I went into it knowing what I wanted to build. Sometimes I was just up there dicking around, right? You've probably had that too. Maybe, maybe you've been really great at solving a problem at work, solving a problem with your teams, solving a problem in your business, solving a problem for your spouse, your children, whatever that might be. Human beings are wired to want to create solutions to challenges. The rest of the world calls them problems. True driven call them challenges. So the question I'm asking is, if you're in a slump, are you in problem solving mode? And the way you know it is, are you operating from a place of curiosity saying, what is going on here? How might I fix this? What do I need to do? How do I need to think differently about this? How do I need to think differently about myself relative to this challenge? If you're thinking like that, then you're in a place of curiosity. If on the other hand, you're over here bitching and complaining or frustrated or in self-judgment, if you're thinking to yourself, man, maybe it's not for me. Maybe this, this challenge this barrier to, to my next level of performance, maybe it's a sign that I've hit the end of the road. Look, unless you do something physical, like you're an athlete and you've got multiple injuries and you're coming up on the age, you know, you're getting up, you're getting a little long in the tooth. Maybe you've got something there to talk about, but, but maybe not. Maybe it's still time to think in terms of what do we need to do in order to make the performance do what we asked it to do. Like, here's the biggest thing. If you're in a place where your results have dropped and you're starting to get into a slump, you've got to get into curiosity. You've got to get into creativity mode because when you do that, you got a shot at fixing things. So let's talk about really what I was talking about with those three steps, right? I said four, but we'll get to the three in a second. The first thing is you got to keep it super simple. Kiss, right? And people always say, hey, you know, the kiss principle, keep it super simple. So often, and I started to talk about this just a second ago, we drop in our performance and we think we need to get back up there immediately. We've got to go from, you know, hey, we were doing 150 miles an hour. We slumped ourselves down to 75. We got to get to 200 miles an hour instantly in order to turn this thing around. Nothing could be further from the truth. Don't believe me? Think about a time you were seriously injured playing sports or working out or whatever it is. 
and you heal and then all automatically try to come back right away. What happens when an athlete does that? Typically they re-injure themselves or let's say you get sick. You start feeling better. You start getting to a place where you can handle food and all that kind of stuff again. And all of a sudden you think you're going to go run a marathon. You ain't ready yet. Doesn't mean you can't run a marathon. Even if you were at marathon shape before you got sick or before you got injured, it means you need time to cycle yourself back. So, so often what keeps a person in a slump or propagates the slump from being here down to way down here is that they spend too much time overcomplicating the solution. I mean, at least they're in solution mode, at least they're in problem solving, getting creative mode, right? That's fine. That's awesome. But you have to go deeper than that. You have to take it to that other level. This is a high performance issue. It's not, it's not enough to just go, well, fuck it, man. I'm just going to hit the gas and get myself back on track, get myself back on speed, on altitude. It's not how it works. You've got to say to yourself, what is it that I can do that's simple, that's sustainable, and will give me predictable success? Simple, sustainable, predictable. Those three words are key and essential for breaking out of a slump. Now, listen, you might be really great at the thing that you're slumping in. Maybe you're in sales. Maybe you're awesome at it. Maybe you can create relationships, create a connection with a person instantly. That's awesome. Keep it simple. It's not about being able to throw the pitch and sell the person in the first 15 minutes. Sometimes maybe you're going to need two conversations with them. You're working out. Maybe it's the same thing. You're like, hey, listen, I'm perfectly capable of deadlifting XYZ weight, X amount of weight, right? Well, maybe it's just a matter of since you've had that injury and you're trying to get back up to that level, maybe it's as simple as deadlifting the bar. Super simple. It's not hard, but the hard part is being able to convince a true driven that they don't have to, nor will they get back up to their previous peak level of performance instantly. It's a slow and steady climb. Now, the slow doesn't have to be a snail's pace necessarily. But what will create a slower recovery, what will absolutely keep you stuck for as long as you keep doing it, is this notion that you have to recover 100% all at once, right now. Just because you got to that performance at one point doesn't mean you have to get there right now. It doesn't mean you have to get back to that level instantly. It's a slow and steady climb. If you're halfway up a ladder and you fall off, You're not going to just jump off the floor and grab halfway up the ladder. If you did, you wouldn't need the ladder in the first freaking place. You're going to have to take one rung at a time, get yourself back, and then continue past the place where you slipped and fell off. Keeping it super simple means doing something to completion. What is it you can do? If you got hurt, there's no way you're deadlifting your previous max out PR, personal record. It means, hey, man, maybe what I can do to completion is I can do four sets of 15 reps of just the bar. That's all I got in me. Dude, guess what? You are starting to build on something. Keeping it that simple is going to be the first most important foundational step that you can put in place to get out of the slump. Whatever the slump is you're in, even in a relationship, if you've wronged somebody, you're trying to mend that relationship. Going on a vacation may not be the thing to do. Maybe going out for coffee is a good first step. Something you can do to completion. Something that you can get that small win and kind of build upon it. 
The other thing is, and, and I will say this, this next step may get you out of the slump almost instantly. Not only is it about something doing something to completion to kind of prove to yourself, yes, you actually have the skills to do it, but the, the way that happens, what actually causes you to get the win is to do it with the best of your effort. Do, give it like your best effort. Think of it as your masterpiece. You may have a serious confidence issue. Maybe you're in a slump with your confidence. And if I said to you, what's something that you can do really well that's super simple? Hey, maybe you're like, I, okay, the best I can do is I can do the dishes. Awesome. Great, let's do that. I want you to just do the dishes to completion. Do something that you can build upon. But JT, dude, you don't understand. Like I'm a business leader. Doing the dishes doesn't translate. It doesn't, it's not a one-to-one correlation. And my answer to that is, yeah, no shit. I get that. My point is this, is do something that's going to get you out of the self-pity, that's going to get you out of the pit, that's going to get you out of that abyss of feeling like shit about yourself as a high performer even if it's not a high performance task, but it's something that is of service to other people. It's something that you have to do anyway. And it's something that quite frankly, if you do it well and take pride in your work is worth doing. We might diminish it because it's just a simple chore, but if you poured your best effort into making sure the dishes were spotless, the kitchen, everything was cleaned up afterwards, you'd feel that much better about yourself, way better than sitting on the couch in pity or way better than sitting there grinding, pounding on the keyboard, trying to grunt your way through blunt force effort to get out of your slump. Come on, man. You got to be able to give yourself half of a freaking break to win at something, even if it's something small like doing the dishes. So, it's about keeping it super simple. It's about doing something where you can get a win, build upon the win, but also something where you're going to give your best ability to do it. Do it with purpose. Do it for, look, this is true for literally everything. People talk about, well, I want to get results. Yeah. Guess what's more important than results. What's actually more important than results is the doing of the thing. You're trying to get six pack abs the act of having the discipline to not eat all the bullshit, the act of discipline to get up early or whenever it is you're going to work out and show up and actually do the workout and not just go through the motions, but actually give yourself an awesome workout. The act of doing it and then being in love with that process and saying, you know what? Here's the result. The result is I went to the gym today. The result is I kicked ass on that workout. The, the result is I got in, I, I made five sales calls or 10 sales calls or 15 or 20 or 50 sales calls. And every single one of them, I had my best focus on, had a great fucking attitude. I showed up to them even when they slammed the phone on my face. Uh, you know, even when they were total assholes to me, I did not break. Even when life kicks you in the ass, even when the results are laughing at you as they evade your reality. That's the time that a champion has to stand up proud and with total self-belief and say, fuck yeah, this is my fight and I'm in it to win it. But I'm also in it to be in the fight in the first place, because that means that I had the courage, I had the strength, and I had the vision to take the challenge on in the first place. 
That's fucking championship shit right there. Now, let's say you've done something that's super simple. Something that you can do to completion. Something that you can pour yourself into and do your best efforts. And take some pride in it. And feel like, I didn't just do it for the sake of getting an an outcome. I did it for the sake of doing the thing. Now we need to build on it. That's the second step. You've done the super simple thing, right? Now we're going to build on it because you've got what we call momentum. And it's actually something you're going to feel. We'll talk about feelings in a second because feelings are kind of quirky. And it's not necessarily the, uh, the thing that high performers lean on. But you can leverage a feeling of momentum. You may still feel shitty. You may still be you know, upset, sad, fucking frustrated. You may still want to throw your keyboard through the window and say it's not, you know, this business is just not going to work. But if you've got a small win, now you can capitalize on that feeling of, all right, at least I'm not at a dead stop. At least I'm not still in a total slump. I'm a little higher than I was a moment ago. The question that you have to have in mind, and it's really, frankly, my friend, it's a mentality. In fact, we'll just call it a mentality, even though it's worded as a question. The question is, what's next? What's next? The what's next mentality has gotten more people unstuck, has broken more stagnated slumps than just about anything. Because it gives, it puts you into a mind space that says, I recognize victory. I went after victory. I started to feel it, smell it, sense it, and fuck, I want more. That what's next mentality says, yep, you keep feeding me opportunities and I'll keep taking them. Man, there is nothing more powerful. Life wants to feed you opportunities. When you pull back, when you decide I'm in a slump and you just identify as a person in a slump and that's that's just the way it's going to be, life's kind of got this way of going, all right, well, fuck it. I guess they quit. I guess it's not important. I'm going to go give it to this other person. So you have an opportunity in those moments when you've built a little bit of momentum to now build upon said momentum. And that what's next attitude, not just saying it out loud, but saying it with a sense of purpose, saying it with a sense, look, man, it's a sense of identity. What's next? I'm somebody who's ready for what's next. Doesn't matter what it is. It could be another challenge, not just another win. It might be another challenge. And listen, I, (laughs) I very well may get my ass kicked again. Bring it on. Let's fucking go. Like you've got that kind of attitude. You're unbeatable. Unbeatable. So the what's next mentality is that next part where you're building upon success. First part was keep it super simple. Step two was we're going to build upon it. And having that what's next mentality is huge. Now, listen, it's not just about, okay, let's get back in the ring and start fighting again. That's not necessarily what I'm saying. It might be, but it's about establishing rhythm and consistency. Getting into a rhythm of acting inside the moment where you don't feel like it. Getting into a rhythm of saying, okay, not really in the mood today, but I'm going to show up. I'm going to give my best effort. It may not be my best overall output, but I'm going to give my best effort. Because here's my point. I, listen, if a person's feeling 100% and they give 80%, and I've got a person who's feeling 20%, they're down in the dumps, they feel like shit. 
but they give 100% of that 20%. 20% is still less than 80. But it's 100% of what they got. And I will bet on that person every single time. Every single time. That person cannot be beaten. They can't be stopped. Because if they're down in the dumps, if they're sick, if they're tired, if they're heartbroken, if they're discouraged, if they're injured, and they're still willing to give what they got, whatever's in the tank, you better stand by and make room for that person because if you get in their way, they will run your ass over every time. That's what I'm saying. Give yourself the opportunity to establish a rhythm. That means being consistent. I'm just going to show up. I'm gonna, And not just show up and just go through the motions. I'm going to show up and give 100% of what I got and be okay with the fact that some days I'm not going to be at 100%, but I'm going to give 100% of whatever that is that I still have. So if all I got is 20%, you get 20%. That's what I'm going to give out to you. That kind of attitude is unfucking stoppable and that's the shit winners are made of. It's about fall, uh, you know, um, focusing on follow through and completion, kind of like we talked about before. That's the thing we obsess over. We don't obsess over perfection because perfection is for amateurs. This whole perfectionism thing by the way, just real quick, that's not really the topic of the day, but I want to address this. I'm going to say it a bazillion times on the podcast. So you guys are going to hear me say it forever. Perfectionism is truly for amateurs. I don't care what anybody says. There's a lot of people out there that like to profess themselves as I'm a perfectionist. I hold myself to a high standard. Those are two very different things. In fact, you can hold yourself to very high standards and not be a perfectionist. It's the better way to go. That's what I would suggest. My recommendation is to have very high standards for yourself, your teams, the people that you lead but get rid of this obsession over perfection because it's unattainable. And it's really, truly an act of an, of an amateur to sit there and say, I'm going to always, you know, I'm going to, I'm a perfectionist. No, you can strive for perfection. You could be obsessed and say, listen, I'm obsessed with, with doing great work. And that's what we're talking about. Giving your best effort. That is awesome. That's way better than a perfectionist. The perfectionist is going to quit. That's what they are. I mean, they're just people that are looking for a way out anyway. It's just labeled differently. Instead of saying, well, I'm a perfectionist, well, what you really should say is, I'm somebody looking for a way out because I'm scared shitless and I don't want to follow through. <laughs> so focus on follow through. Focus on the ability of completing something. And when you complete something, whether it's a check mark, whether it's a, a journal entry, whether it's something where you call up uh, you know, a person that you're close to and say, hey, I got it done, doesn't matter. You got to be able to sit in that and feel it, and go, fucking A, I'm a person who did what I said I was going to do, that's who I am, that's how I operate, that's how I show up, that's a leadership thing, guys, like, honestly, that's what you have to have in order to be great, now listen, the third part about this is you got to get real, because Success really doesn't care about how you feel. I was saying this just a moment ago. I told you guys I was going to talk about this. The third step is about getting real. And here's what I mean by that. It doesn't matter how you feel. Your results don't care if you're having a good day. Back to the idea of being in sales. If you're a salesperson and you're having a bad day, you're just like sad or not feeling good. The person on the other end of that call doesn't give a shit. 
They really don't care. And by the way, your, uh, the, you know, whatever uh, results you have to have by the end of a certain period of time, the person that's holding you accountable to that, your boss, your manager, whatever, they don't fucking care either. They just want to know, are you going to hit your marks? Yeah, but I'm having a bad day. Don't care. Yeah, but the economy, don't care. Yeah, but this guy said he was going to, and then he, and he, and then he ghosted me. Don't care. Excuses and feelings, they just don't. You can't cash those at the bank. Nobody cares. You can't pay your bills with excuses. You can't pay your bills with your feelings. And the fucking problem with today's society is too many people are led with their feelings. I don't feel like this. I don't like that person because they said something and it hurt my feelings. I got so offended. Hey, man, your feelings don't give two shits about you. A high performance, uh, true driven doesn't give two fucks. Now, you, you're going to have feelings. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say we're humans and we're, you know, we have, a, we have feelings, we have emotions. The question is, are you being run by your feelings or are you in charge? Who's in charge? One of you is. It's either you or your feelings. You tell me. Actually, it doesn't matter what you tell me. Tell yourself. Because that's the part where you're going to have to get real. Step three, it's about getting real. The ability to say, look, man, I don't need credit. I don't need accolades. I don't need somebody to tell me I'm awesome. I don't need to tell somebody, you got this. I don't need that. I appreciate it when people do, but I don't need that. I don't need for it to feel good. I don't need for it to be easy. I don't need for it to be convenient. I don't need certainty because all of those things are causing me to be a slave to my fucking feelings. Your feelings don't care. In fact, here's the crazy part about your feeling is your feelings are fleeting. You could be having the best day of your life. You could be kicking ass. You could be on top of the world. And then all of a sudden you get a phone call. Hey, uh, so-and-so is in the hospital. You weren't feeling awesome. You're feeling awesome now. Now you're not feeling so awesome. What are you going to do? Yes, you got to take care of that. It's a serious thing. Or you got a speeding ticket or a parking ticket. And you're really going to allow your feelings to drop your performance. Come on now. The thing is, is that while that sounds simple and you're like, yeah, JT, I would shake that off, man. If I got a speeding ticket, I'd just be like right back on track. Of course you would. But where else in your life or your business or your mission are you allowing your feelings to drive you and push you around? In fact, lead you around on a leash like a pet. Who's the master here? You or your emotions, your feelings. I want you to have great feelings. I do. I really do. I want you to feel fucking awesome. But what about the times when you don't? What about the 80% of the time when you don't want to do the workout? What about the 80% of the time when you don't want to pick up the phone and have the conversation? What about the 80% of the time you don't want to take ownership for the fuck up? What are you going to do then? What happens when you have to look in the mirror and say, I'm in a slump that I created for myself. I've tried everything that I can think of and it's not working. Then what? Are you going to really sit there and allow your feelings to keep pushing you further down the spiral? Well, guess what? That's what the vast majority of people do. In fact, if you look at society right now, it's the it's the, one of the bigger biggest drivers of the fucking problems we're having is because people are so driven by their feelings. They need to be uh, adored. They need to be acknowledged. They need to be put on a pedestal. They need to be, you know, the kind of center of attention for people, let alone their own. Bullshit. A true driven is too busy getting to work. 
So the question is, if you're allowing your feelings to push you around, this is where you got to get real with yourself. And guys, this is a like uh, this is a self leadership thing. If you can't lead yourself, it's fucking impossible to lead other people. So the real question is, are you going to really allow yourself to be led around on a leash or are you going to be the master? It's entirely up to you. It's how you see yourself. Results are a byproduct of doing the work. We all know this. And it's much more effective to do the work. The higher quality of the work, the higher quality of the result. And the higher quality of the work comes from you showing up in the face of adversity, in the face of pain, in the face of sadness, heartbreak, frustration, anger, disappointment, or in the face of fucking this is amazing. Maybe I'll just take the day off. Having the best day, week, month of my life, I deserve this. I earn this. That's the question because the results don't get done no matter what. Hey, man, you're welcome to take a day off. Go for it. You're welcome to take an evening off. Go for it. Just know you're going to have to show up that much better. But if you're in a slump, you kind of have a lot less uh, you know, leeway with that shit. But this is, again, a reminder from the very beginning when we started talking about this about 40 minutes ago. It is not okay and it's not an open license for you to just sit there and say, you know what, I'm having a shitty day or I'm in a slump, so now I'm going to push that much harder. I'm just going to keep beating the shit out of myself. That's not what we're talking about. You have to be able to think critically. You have to think three-dimensionally about these things. That's the reason I told you, man, I don't believe in motivation. Look, people who are obsessed with motivation, people who think a motivating quote or a motivational video or a motivational audio, find, hey, I need to be motivated in order to pull out of a slump. That's the fucking reason they're in the slump in the first place. Getting out of a slump is not a byproduct of motivation. Getting out of a slump is a byproduct of getting to work. Getting to work is a byproduct of having that system in place or at least the discipline that says, even in the face of frustration, even in the face of defeat, even in the face of heartbreak, I'm not backing down from this. I'm going to step up. And when I do, I'm pulling out of this now. That's the kind of thing you have to be able to have in place. And if you don't, you're going to keep yourself tied to the tied to a freaking stake with a noose around your neck. So it's entirely up to you. You can either be motivated and feel really great or you can be disciplined and get to work, but you can't do both. And I'll tell you right now, the disciplined people doing the work will always kick the ass of the people who are looking for that freaking sugar high of motivation every single time. I share this with you because here comes the master step. I told you there were three steps and I went like this and everybody's like, dude, what's up? I'm holding up four fingers because this is the the fourth step, but it's, I call it the master step because quite frankly, it's almost a step in and of itself. It's almost a separate type of way of approaching a slump. You have to, if you're in a slump or even if you're kicking ass and you don't want to get into a slump, you want to avoid a slump. This is probably one of the better ways to avoid it in the first place. But if you find yourself in a slump, the question you have to ask yourself is, is what I'm doing, not just what, but how I'm approaching it, the work I'm putting into it, is it aligned with my values? Is it aligned with my vision? Because if those two things are at odds, and we talked about the big four in the last one, and I'll talk about the big four again, values, vision, mission, purpose. 
if at the very least it's not aligned with your vision or you're not clear on what your vision is, you're going to fishtail. You're going to be chasing the next thing and it's going to feel like what you're supposed to be doing and that's going to wear you out. That will bring you into a slump. You're going to chase the next shiny thing and it's going to disappoint you. You're going to say, well, shit, dude, what was all that work for? It didn't get me where I was going. That could put you into a slump. All of these things can add up. It doesn't mean one single thing will throw you into a slump. It's the straw that broke the camel back type of thing. You got to ask yourself the question, am I chasing my tail or am I following my true north? If you're aligned with purpose and if you're aligned with your vision and, and, and you're on your mission, your mission is aligned with your vision, then you will pull out of a slump faster than the person who doesn't have those things in place. And again, it's not about competing with other people, but it's about holding yourself to that standard and saying, okay, what I'm doing right now is part of my vision, the vision I'm creating for my life. And I may not be 100% clear on what that vision looks like yet, but I am working on it. But I do know this, what I'm doing has value, what I'm doing has purpose, and what I'm doing is something that I can get myself back in the saddle for. If any of that is at odds, that's the work you got to do. So I call it the master step because it's not step number four. And by the way, any one of these things, this isn't like a process, step one, step two, then step three, and then step four. No, no, you could do these things out of order. Keep it super simple. Do something to completion. Do something that, uh, you know, where you can pour yourself and do the best of your ability, even if it's something as simple as doing your dishes. But then you got to step away from doing dishes and actually get down to business, right? Build upon that momentum. The what's next mentality says, man, what is next? Okay, dishes are done, feeling less shitty. Let's get back in front of the laptop, computer, whatever it is. I'm going to get back to work, call my team. All right, let's get going. But you got to get real too, right? It's not just about this whole thing. Like we're building consistency, but then you got to kind of ask it and own yourself, man. Am I allowing my feelings to lead me around? Or am I somebody who's going to say, all right, not doing that this time. I've elevated myself, got a little small wind, got some stuff, got some stuff done to completion. And I'm starting to build a rhythm, starting to, you know, kind of, kind of get things done. That feels great, but it's not about how I feel. It's about showing up and doing the work because discipline will always trump uh, motivation every single time. You won't need to be motivated. You won't need to feel good to do the thing. If you've got that borderline addiction to discipline, right? That's the thing that's going to keep a true driven going. But you do. You got to have alignment with your vision. If you don't have a vision, then get get connected to your values. And if you don't know what your values are, then that's the place to start. Period. End of story. Here's the deal. Being in a slump is unpleasant, but it happens to everybody. It happens to the highest performers, the most successful people. In fact, if you think of the most inspiring person, the person that you love or that you admire, that person has been maybe even is right now in a slump. Who knows? Sometimes you won't even know it that they're in a slump because, again, they haven't allowed their emotions to lead them around on a leash like they're some sort of a pet dog. In fact, what they really do better than anybody else is they fall in love with the test. If there's one thing that you can do right now today that will change the trajectory of your life, it's to make the decision and the commitment that you will fall in love with the test. Fall in love with the challenge 
Another way of saying it, my favorite saying in the world is embrace the suck. Embrace the suck. When it gets hard, you actually get happier. When it gets hard, you appreciate it more. When it gets hard, you actually get excited because, dude, you've arrived at the test. And if you can fall in love with the test, then you take on a whole different demeanor and the slump becomes a thing of the past. In fact, the slump becomes shorter. It becomes less treacherous. It becomes less restraining to you because you can break out of it that much faster. While everybody else is spinning their wheels in the deep quicksand of a slump, you're already pulling yourself out. You're already on the other side of it. You're already ready because you have the attitude that you love the test. I'm not saying it's a secret, but it's definitely a recipe for the true driven. Give that some thought. Put it to action. If you are in a slump right now, Make sure you're taking this message on board. If you know somebody who's in who's in a slump or you think they may be heading for one, make sure you share this message. In fact, I just appreciate you guys sharing the podcast far and wide. It's awesome to get viewers. It's awesome to get listeners. But more importantly, it's awesome to start impacting people with this movement of the true driven. We are going to crush mediocrity. We are going to crush this whole movement that's been around the celebration of mediocrity by showing up, locking shoulders and locking arms and going shoulder to shoulder. That's what it's all about, my friends. So if you're in a slump, do not despair. Start getting out there. Start thinking about what it is that you might have to do. Put yourself through that evaluation process, right? Keep it super simple. You don't have to create a fast win right now. Build upon any kind of small success. Give yourself the ability to do something where you can create a little bit of a win, a small victory. Build upon that. Focus on the rhythm. Focus on the consistency. But more importantly, get real with yourself. Realize this ain't about you feeling good. This is about you showing up and doing great shit. Doing the best work you can, even in the times you don't feel like it. And remember, it is about that master step. The biggest thing that you got to remember is being aligned with your vision. And if you can't, if you're not sure what your vision is, get aligned with your values. And if you don't even have those dialed in, that's your first homework assignment. Get there. But most importantly, fall in love with the test. Embrace the suck. Get used to feeling that sense of power, that sense of awesomeness when you say, fuck yeah, man. Another test, another day, another challenge. Let's go. That is the mark of a true driven. All right, my friends, thanks so much for joining us here again. I appreciate you as always. Stay tuned. Make sure that you are subscribing to the podcast. Share it wide, share it far. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, fly far. We'll see you next time.